finish it up. It's now time for Mark's Side of the Ring, the pro wrestling podcast where three marks. I'm not telling you anything that you don't already know. Discuss pro wrestling like it's real. And now, here's Dick Ford. And Hogan, you big ball son of a bitch, kiss my ass! Joey Vegas. Ah, ah, how about your foot? Ah, ah, foot. Ah, you like that? Ah, you think? Ah, ah, ah. And Mike Madness. Oh, yeah! Welcome to uh, this edition of Mark's Side of the Ring, where three fans of pro wrestling talk about it like it's real. I'm Ford, and I'm joined by my uh, two buddies here, my two amigos, my two compadres, my two cohorts in crime. Vegas is here, Vegas. Buddies is used loosely. And we're joined uh, by the man on location. He's looking ever so jacked. His name is uh, Madness. He's tattooed. Ooh, yeah. He's tatted. He's tatted and 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 maxed. Oh yeah, we're getting t- tatted up. Uh, I got Halloween themed tattoos on me. Christmas, all kinds of crazy shit. <laughs> it's it's gonna just keep going and going. Um, but I'm excited to be here with you guys talking about Halloween havoc. Yeah. So we're doing the big, the big Halloween October push. Our last episode, we talked about Bad Blood and watched a couple of Bad Blood matches. This week, it is WCW, and we're doing Halloween Havoc. Obviously, it's October. Halloween is right around the corner. It's uh, While we record this, it's the 13th of October, so we have 18 days until Halloween. And I just want to do one little housekeeping thing. Before we get into this uh, show, if you're listening on the podcast, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. And we now also are uploading these shows as YouTube videos. So if you have, uh, you know, the YouTube account where you can like play the videos and, and close the app and the video like still plays, like the audio still plays, you can listen to these shows on YouTube. Uh, we don't have a URL though, do we? I don't a, think so. A YouTube URL? Mm-hmm. Shit. Not to no, get but one the, of those. But we should. You should all be excited because come the new year, come the new year, not to spoil anything, you will be able to look at our three beautiful faces yeah. should you choose to do so. Yikes. In, yeah. In addition to our Use the word beautiful loosely, like the word buddies. Yeah, well, I'm looking over you guys from, from far away through this virtual screen, and you guys are looking gorgeous as can be. You got I a giant monitor in front of you. I love, I love, yeah. you can always tell when where you're at because your whole face is just, it's just like Jesus. You know, yeah, it's illuminating. Jesus is, being a, Jesus is being resurrected in front of me. Yes, if, if you had glasses on, we'd be able to see the reflection of whatever you were looking at. Wow. Hey, so, I'll start wearing my glasses. You got it. So, Let's get into it. Madness, he likes to kind of pick and choose the matches. And, oh, I also want to stay, too. Uh, So, yeah, you can find us on YouTube. I don't know how. But, (laughs) actually, if you go to our Instagram or our Twitter, we have a link tree. And if you click on the link tree, you'll see the link to the YouTube page. At MarkSideOfRing on Twitter. And at MarkSideOfTheRing on Twitter on instagram yeah definitely subscribe there so once the new year hits and you uh want to get more more in bed with us for our mark side of the ring uh broadcasts you can stare into our eyes while we talk and it'll be a beautiful thing so uh we are excited to get going here the first uh match and i don't just pick the matches because i say so i i definitely let my two buddies here to you listeners out there i'm not a dick i am not a dictator either and these two guys are more than welcome as they make faces at me from far away because that's the only way they'll ever do that (laughs) but I, I'm more than happy to listen to these guys, provided it's reasonable. Occasionally we, and I know Joey Vegas can vouch for this. Occasionally we do have to reel in Dick Ford for nice. watching some, because he's going to want to watch some obscure match from Blurred from 1977 of Japanese women's wrestling. Nah, you're yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. But I did want to no say. Nobody's going to want to listen to us talk about that. I did want to say, 
that we will have a show in January in the new year, not only on video, but we will also um, have a tribute, pay tribute, and watch some uh, Antonio Inoki as we lost him uh, a couple of weeks ago. What Absolutely. Uh, One of the greats. Yeah. And at the end of the show, stick around till the end. I will actually, typically we kind of wing it, but we did get together and we do have a nice schedule to end the year and begin the, the new year. And I'll, I'll give a preview of that at the end of the uh, show here when, once we're, we're clear. But uh, uh, Dick Ford, if you have anything else, I can go ahead and get going here. Yeah, what we also got? have the PW120 tonight. So that's our, our boy JCD checked in with everybody. P- everybody JCD, he does he does quite well with that. So yeah, so he's that. he's got a PW one twenty. Uh, when it was sent to me, the file was titled Wyatt. So something tells me it's about the return of uh, Bray Wyatt. So we will play that in between our our havocs here tonight. Very good. And uh, today to get started for you, what we're doing is to stick with the theme, like Dick Ford said, to start up the show. We're doing Halloween Havoc on this episode. Last week, we kind of went with uh, more of the WWF side of the of the month. And now this is when we're doing WCW. So we've got Halloween Havoc 95. This is kind of where WCW started making some noise, started actually maybe looking like they can compete a little bit with uh, with the WWF. Uh, Nitro is only about barely two months old at this point and uh you know hogan and the giant are going at it here we don't quite have nwo levels yet but it's uh it's building up with some big star power here so we are starting up if you're on the peacock network where are you guys at so i am on the peacock this week and if you click on wcw and then there's a halloween havoc uh, i think it's macho man um is the is the logo for the halloween havoc Season seven, episode one is Halloween Havoc 1995. So if uh, for those of you that speak Spanish, siete y uno. And uh, you'll see that's for Halloween Havoc 1995. And then we're at uh, 214.08, right? Yes. And that'll be the main event, Hulk Hogan against the Giant. And uh, that that is the one we're going to go with here to to, to kick off the, uh, the Halloween Havoc show. So. Uh, I am at. I am off of the Peacock Network. Uh, so, who would like to do the countdown here? Well, we'll we will let our very own. I think it's got to be Joey Vegas. Vegas do the countdown. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's only right. It is. Yeah, the only thing I have for the show. So you're going to say what? Three, two, one, play. So we everyone's having enough time now to get to it. Yep. And uh, two fourteen oh eight, and go ahead. Yeah, two fourteen oh eight uh, on both the Peacock and the International Virgin. Virgin? Virgin? Virgin. Oh. International wow. virgins. <clears throat> I would like an international virgin. Preferably Polish. All right, we got three, two, one, play. Okay. Look like you should have Michael Buffer doing his thing in the ring. I'm looking at Heenan's ass, but yeah. well, either way, we'll we'll get it. Uh we'll get uh we'll get there. Shivani just threw up his hands like he probably does every Wednesday night. There and we now, go. Now Buffer. Good evening, and welcome to the 1995 WCW Halloween Havoc here in the Joe Louis Arena in the Motor City, Detroit, Michigan. This is the featured match of the evening, sanctioned by the WCW and the Michigan State Athletic Commission for the Heavyweight Championship of the World. Coming to the ring at this time, let's welcome the challenger. He's from the Dungeon of Doom and weighs 450 pounds. Oh no. Ladies and gentlemen. Wait a minute. There's been a change. Coming to the ring at this time is the champion. Hogan's not dressed to wrestle. Hogan is not dressed to wrestle. California, six feet seven. 275 pounds, the king of Hulk mania, the man known as the Hulkster, the heavyweight champion of the world, Hulk Hogan. There's only one Hulk Hogan. So, Hogan, as the madness said as we were walking into this, Hogan, not NWO, 
However, he is dressed in all black. Yes. No red, no yellow. It is all black, no mustache. He's clean shaven Jones. He's got an airbrushed Hogan shirt. Oh, and he's going to talk. Let's listen. You know something, brothers? What just happened out there wasn't supposed to go down, man. I didn't want the Giants to take the plunge, brother. That's a long way down to the parking lot. And I apologize. There was a terrible accident out there in the Giant, as far as I know, brother. After the accident, when I saw him last. So, Hogan apologizing for committing murder at the beginning of the show. Yes, and if you're unfamiliar, there was a sumo monster truck match is what he's talking about here, where the, the each of them were in the monster truck, and they kind of had to push each other out of a circle, but I believe it, the giant went off the building. And I think it's one of those running jokes that um, he was pushed off of a building, and then all of a sudden here he comes perfectly perfectly capable and, and, and not a scratch on his body no. coming down to the ring for his match. No, he's so, so he's so not hurt that he was able to step right over to that top rope and yeah. charge across the ring and the, yeah. nothing but reality here. You know, this is this is where you have to have an imagination, you know, be a fucking mark. Yeah. How did he do that? Yeah. How the hell? He just fell off of a building. I can't believe he's out there. Can you imagine being a mark like being that fucking lost? Like, can you imagine actually thinking this? And how did he do that? Like, that would blow your mind. It would be exciting. Ignorance is bliss, friends. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I, I don't remember exactly uh, where I was when I watched this. I, I don't think I watched it live. I think I watched it on uh, tape. That's right. I said tape. VHS. Well, fun fact. Fun fact. If, you, if you'd like to know, which I'm, I'm sure nobody will care, but I'm going to tell you that this was my very first WCW pay-per-view that I watched live oh, as it go. happened. Wow. I was a, I would boy, I boycotted WCW for many years. Just, I was, that was a taboo thing. I was a WWF guy and. Well, and then all the WWF guys sort of went here, so I <laughs> so I started watching it. <laughs> kind of no choice at that point. <laughs> I'm like, I better check this out. Yeah, I was. Uh, this '95 was the year I was out of the uh, wrestling oh, fandom. That's that's a good year to be out of it. I'll tell you yeah. that. So, and it's kind of cool to see this. I remember this happening with with Hogan being kind of in black and. Uh, this this whole little pers- this persona, but you could see he was sort of still a baby face when he came out apologizing for murdering the giant, supposedly, who was actually not dead. Uh, that was, you know, he looks like a heel, but he's still a baby face. So I, I don't know. Was this do we know anything about this? Was this some sort of precursor to having him turn heel? Uh, I don't know. I don't recall if you guys had heard that on any of the podcasts or or, or knowledge from Meltzer or whoever you listen to. I I don't know. I do know that he has the Kevin Sullivan paint job for some reason on his forehead. You notice that? Uh, That must be uh, in mockery of some sort. I'm I'm assuming. Uh, But yeah, I believe this is brought up on uh, Bish. I believe they brought this up maybe on Bischoff's podcast. I don't know. I can't remember. I I'm know sure that- we can find some answers to this yeah. if we get on Bischoff Shivani's uh, a podcast in some fashion. Well, I know they did uh, it on Shivani's because they made fun of the Yete. The Yete. That was that was a, the, the greatest. Yeah. I mean, uh, what did you guys think? You know, what did you guys? Where did you guys put Halloween Havoc as a as a forget WWF? I, let's just stick to WCW. But in, in the grand scheme of the pay per views, uh, where does the Halloween Havoc rank on your level of excitement when that would come up? I mean, I always liked Halloween Havoc, just the 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 name of the pay-per-view, the graphics mm-hmm. were always great. Um you know, as far as like memories though, they're not you know, they're not they're few and far between. But mm-hmm. I think Halloween Havoc just sticks out though. Like if you if you if you were a wrestling fan back then of just mm-hmm. in general and you mentioned Halloween Havoc, you I mean, why do you think they use it now? I mean, yeah, they use it right. for NXT, but they use mm-hmm. it now because it's got the name recognition. So well- well, I thought you were going to say that you liked it because uh, after a few years of it, it was traditionally held at MGM Grand in Las Vegas. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, and you I are mean, Joey. You are Joey Vegas. I mean, everybody, everybody loves the MGM Grand uh, of Garden Arena. Yeah, that's so, exactly yeah. right. That's exactly kind of what you said. I always look forward to it, even though there was no necessary like, a you know, surrounding this pay-per-view you before this, you have 
fall brawl with war games and then after it you have world war three with the three ring battle royal where this one didn't necessarily have a a gimmick match set to it but i did like what they did i do like just keeping things somewhat traditional in october you do a halloween pay-per-view i i like that with the graphics like you said and uh again it was at mgm grand so i always i always thought it was a good one they seemed to really put out some some good shit out here is one of their top events i'd say it was a top three for me what do you say dick so i'm He's gonna shit all over it. No, I just I don't really really remember watching any any havocs probably until you know sure, later on. I, you know I don't know if I ever even ordered a havoc pay per view, um, but I know that we all associate Starcade with being the big one because that was the one that you know really was the first pay per view in wrestling history, and I know you know. Everyone thinks it's WrestleMania, but it really wasn't. It was actually a Starcade show in '83. So we've always associated Starcade as Jim Crockett, NWA, and then it came over to WCW. But I know Eric Bischoff always considered Havoc to be their big, big show um, of the year. So, um, you know, I'll just leave it at that, I guess. I but I, I don't have any. I don't have any feelings, bad or good, necessarily for for havoc. It just well, it's, it's given yeah. us some some weird some weird memories for sure. You know, you got the sumo uh, the sumo monster truck match we were just discussing with this here, uh, and then you know you had you have what we're going to watch later today. We're going to watch what's considered what the greatest match in WCW history potentially, and uh, and even later a year later than after that you got that. Uh, dud of a match between hogan and warrior with the failed flame to the face oh yeah that was another one that's what i remember havoc most for that that and the guerrero mysterio match because you know it was obviously a tremendous match but yeah i mean i i remember havoc mostly i figured we'd watch this one instead of the the warrior uh hogan match but I think this one's a little bit better, and it was a different time. We don't really touch the ni- 1995 uh, spot here in WCW, so I figured I figured we would delve back a little further than where we usually kind of sit in that Attitude NWO realm. Yeah, yeah. And it's obviously easier for me because I wasn't even watching in 95, but I will say this. Paul White, the giant, is in tremendous shape. I mean, this is obviously early giant. So yes. he hasn't uh, blown up yet. He can, you know, probably still do the, he can still do his nip up. He is drop just kick. a drop kick. Yeah. He is a tremendous athlete in, in to be 95. That svelte, to be that lean and that svelte, you know, even for him, I mean, that, at that size, you, you know, you can't lean out that much it being, being his stature. And it's pretty impressive to be, to be where he is. So I and don't his. know if this was some grandiose, Hogan hinting at a potential heel turn. I think this was just something different because again, you know, even next year when he eventually he does turn, he didn't really even want to turn. No, that's true. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if this was just to get edgier to, yeah. or it was a, I think he had to do something with Sullivan because Sullivan was like trying to kill Hulkamania and stuff. So like Hogan would have to turn, you know, Hogan would have to be worse than Sullivan to beat Sullivan yes. or darker than Sullivan, I guess. That probably sounds like a basic storyline that we're looking at here. And uh, again, if you are listening and you'd like to fill us in on this, if you were a big avid WCW fan back in 1995 and know everything second by second, then please, please do inform us. <clears throat> yeah, because if, if you know Sullivan is kind of wearing the, uh, you know, the yellow and the red. Uh, yeah, I know he he wore that a lot, but I mean. It's kind of opposite. Of what a what a career, <laughs> Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan, yeah, number yeah. one, number one guy. I think he's an asshole because he's a Red Sox fan. But well, uh, we all can't be perfect, like you. I know this is true. This, this, this pay per view yeah. got one hundred and twenty thousand buys. Where did that? Well, never mind. Where did that rank for the year? But it doesn't really matter. I'm gonna. For the, I'm gonna. For I'm gonna. Year? I'm gonna check. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I got that here. Uh, it oh. was actually, 
let's see here. It's not the way it's 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 kind of listed is a little confusing, but yeah, it's somewhere in the middle. Bash at the Beach did a little bit more that year. That was the one outdoors, Huntington Beach, over by you guys. Yeah, right down the street. Yeah, I wish uh, they did uh, that uh, now. That'd be cool, right? I wish AW would do that. Do a- the highest buys ninety five. Starcade was one of the lowest. Seventy five thousand buys for Starcade in nineteen ninety five. Your highest buys are. It's uh, uncensored at one hundred eighty thousand, and also Super Bowl five at one hundred eighty thousand. Uh, those were the tops. And if you are if you are curious about the highest pay per view buy in the company history, it's Starcade ninety seven. Yeah, it's by a mile. Yeah, seven hundred thousand. Yeah. That they you couldn't build up. To, I know to get not to get off track at this match, but you couldn't build up to a better pay per view culmination than world uh excuse me starcade 97 that was the best yeah it was that was a a, a 15 month feud well i'll tell you this though i'll tell you the only one that i would put above it and the only reason why i would put it above it is because it had a better conclusion and it wasn't on the it wasn't on a bigger scale it was on a smaller company but the taz sabu feud that they had for like 18 months where they didn't touch each other. And every time they tried to touch each other, the fucking lights would go off and it would be, you know, and then they finally had that big culmination at barely legal, you know, you, you had a match with, with a conclusion, with a, you know, with a, with a, a winner that was uh, not what ended up turning out to be. And Starcade. So what, what does that go to show you that people thrive on anticipation? Mm-hmm. And what do we got now? Content, 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 mm-hmm. constant. Uh, just waves of shit happening. It's it's dead. Yeah, it's death. Well, it's too the, much the, to it's too too much to remember. Too much going on. There's yeah. no there's no like there's no buildup. We've been saying this for a long time. This isn't new. This has been like this for quite some time. But I'm saying if you uh, my reasoning for even pointing this out with the seven hundred thousand buys for Starcade. I mean, there's a reason there were 700,000 buys for that is because they wanted to see Sting and Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. and Sting hadn't laid foot in a ring in an actual with a bell to bell sound outside of dropping down from the rafters with his baseball bat. Other than that, he hadn't been in the ring since fall brawl 96. You had the 700. The, the issue is you had 700,000 people bought that pay-per-view to see Sting beat Hogan. Absolutely. And they didn't do it. <laughs> well, true. And they did it, but they didn't. They did. He did do it, but it was it was the Bret Hart. Uh, challenge, yeah, it right? was awful. Reverie. It was awful. Sting didn't tan. Remember that. That's why. Well, and if you think about it, and I believe we've said it on this show, and I know we've talked about it before, just uh, just shooting the shit, but like, wasn't that the, the true climax and end of the nwo storyline wasn't that kind of like it like wcw beat him that was it yeah i mean and that's where it's that's the, where it's the uh it's the ending that's not really the ending no it's not wasn't really the ending but like in in the grand scheme of it looking back hindsight yeah. 2020 that was the culmination that was the perfect ending to the the, the best 15 month storyline we've seen in american wrestling that's why sting and, needed to win Yes, exactly. And then that was perfect. It was ending the year. He was held up with everybody. It was it was great. And then from there, WCW was able to ride out. That was so strong. They were able to ride out 98 pretty successfully. But it was then when they had to start making changes and bringing in the the, the, the wolf pack and, and the, the flock and all this other how, stuff. How and, long, and Jay Leno. And, and how, how long was... Hey, that Jay Leno-Carl Malone match, that was, that was top-notch. How that wasn't long... The same match. Did, how long? Oh, that's right. It was Dennis Rodman Carmel, wasn't it? Yeah, Rodman yeah. Malone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, which was, which was like, Leno was with Bischoff. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but it was perfect timing for, no, I don't want to get off on that. I don't want to get on that. I want to go back a second here. Are you forgetting? Now, I know I recently, I, I, in a few minutes ago, I said, you know, Taz Sabu. But let me go even further back. Are you forgetting about Hogan Savage? Oh, do you? Are you talking about uh, WrestleMania Five? Yeah, I'm the talking build-up? about build. Oh, no, I'm not forgetting that. I'm just 
I'm not. You're calling I, it I, the greatest. And I'm, and I'm saying, like, are you forgetting about Savage okay. and Hogan? Because that was, hmm. that's, I mean, that's, man, I mean, I'll for tell- the mega powers to the breakup I, on Saturday night's main event to, to you know, uh, you know. The, I'm the, not forgetting it. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that right now. I was going to sit here and I will tell you, you are not wrong to sit there and state that that is probably one of the best buildups and feuds that ha- it was perfect the way it went leading up to WrestleMania uh, yeah. <laughs> But, it, but it's, but the, here's the thing though. I know what you're going to say, but, 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 but I don't have an answer yet. These, but Savage Hogan, we had our culmination. It was a clean Hogan win. He won the title, WrestleMania five. You don't have that with Hogan sting. So while it's a perfect buildup and it's a perfect 12-month, 16-month, 14-month culmination or whatever, however many months it was, they still didn't do it right. So I guess you can blame I guess you could blame that on the Montreal screw job. Right? Wow. Well, Bret Hart's I mean, not the referee, tells you it's because Sting uh didn't have a tan and and uh, was a little was a little chunky and looked like he didn't have it in his eyes. Well, whatever Bischoff wants to say, you know, you got to just go ahead. And he was there, so what, what? What do I know? You know? Yeah. But but I'm just saying that like that culmination though was that was like a true. I don't know. That storyline hit different. You know, it was it was the infiltration. It was just it, it took the, the the business to another level, and it was like that's how they're gonna end this thing. And I just thought it was the right way to go. Uh, I do agree it should have been clean, but you know, maybe maybe they wanted to keep Hogan strong to keep this thing going. I don't know. Not that Hogan needed to be kept strong. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, Hogan never needed to become strong. But here's Jimmy Hart uh, turning uh, on Hogan. There, yes, Jimmy Hart has just turned his back <clears throat> on Hogan. That's a that's a huge that's a huge thing that I don't think's talked about uh, a lot. Jimmy Hart uh, turning on Hogan here. There was uh, a. And there was another turn in this event too, uh, if I recall watching it in the uh, Flair Sting, Anderson and Pillman match. Mm. I believe Pillman joined the Horseman. Oh, here's the Mummy. Here he uh, the Yeti. I know. I Let's know. listen to the call. Why Hulk and Hogan? You had a great run, but it's over. It is over. The Yeti is taller than a giant. Look at the size of the Yeti. Is that a head he's got or a stump? Look at the size of this man. He's going to be seven feet eight. Lex Luger has Hulk Hogan up. And the torture rack. So if you're not, if you're not watching with us, I don't blame you. This was awful. If you're not watching with <laughs> us. Awful. You've never seen this before. Uh, Scott Reese is wrapped like a mummy, as Vegas called him, yet he's called the Yeti, and he gets into the ring while the giant has Hogan in a bear hug. He comes up behind Hogan, wraps his arms around Hogan and giant, and proceeds to hump the life out of Hulkamania. And it is, is the most is Ron Reese. Ron Reese, sorry. It is the most ridiculous, absolutely asinine. One of those moments you can't show anybody who thinks wrestling is dumb. It was one of those moments. It was one it of was. those you would turn into a turtle shell. You would you would want to hide inside of a turtle shell. If you were watching this with your old man who thought this shit is so fake. <laughs> I mean, at least it didn't come out of nowhere. Like, at least the Dungeon of Doom was sort of known for churning out these weird, just ridiculously stupid characters, which I bet they took seriously. But at least it is Halloween Havoc, so you got a mummy coming out. So it makes some sense. 
but I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, that this guy. is a, a a good idea. Here, Listen to this guy here. He's, he's trying to put, you're trying to put a positive spin on the Yeti humping. I am defending the, the Yeti. You motherfuckers. That's what it sounds like. The Yeti was mummy. It's Halloween. He didn't get to. Well, I'm just trying to find some sort of reasoning within the logic of the WCW creative There's team logic as to here. why. As to why they wanted a toilet paper wrapped yeah, seven even footer to come out and dry hump Hulk Hogan while the giant fucking from the front. This, and this. I'm sorry, that is what happened. And you know what? These are moments why we love wrestling because we can sit back, look at this, and fucking laugh. That is the two ways you could do with this 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 sport. You can you can laugh at it and get humor out of it, and you can also be in awe by watching one of the, those seven or eight nine star matches by Okada and Omega, <laughs> and that is why wrestling is one of the greatest sports entertainment entities you can put yourself through maybe not anymore but it once was go on guys thanks for letting me rant you're welcome so that's the end of halloween havoc uh 95 before we get to our next watch along let's throw it over to uh jcd who has this week's pw 120 Pro Wrestling 120, the fastest 120 seconds in pro wrestling. Everybody, what's up? This is John JCD Dimasali from Kicking It Classic with JCD for the PW120. And I guess there's only one thing to say, and that's I'm here. <sighs> Bray Wyatt is back after weeks of the White Rabbit teasers. There was really no drama and no mystery, unless you were one of those people that were hoping Wyatt would not go back to WWE and would instead maybe go to AEW or Impact or God knows where. There is no better home for Wyatt than WWE. Yes, Impact does amazing work with the cinematic stuff. However, Impact does not have the reach for someone like Wyatt to be truly appreciated. And as far as AEW goes, AEW would not play well to Wyatt's strengths. And I think because of that, you know, you hear, oh, it was a money issue. Maybe it was. Maybe Bray asked for A, Tony only offered B, and they couldn't agree. However, if you look at the way the Matt Hardy broken universe ended as as quickly as it did. That tells me that Bray would kind of hit a wall in AEW. And I'm willing to bet, this is strictly my opinion, but I'm willing to bet that that is a major reason why, despite what Meltzer said last year about on day 91, why it would be AEW bound. That's why Wyatt didn't go to AEW. So now he's back. What do we expect? Well, considering this is being recorded on Thursday, Wyatt is scheduled to be in person on SmackDown tomorrow night on Fox. It's going to be very interesting. My prediction is we will get a very quick and early indicator as far as what his character is going to be and if the Wyndham Six stable is going to be real. For kick, for Mark Side of the Ring, this has been John JCD DiMaselli. We'll check you next time. Thank you, JCD. He was going to say kicking it with JCD, which is the show that he does. But, yeah. Uh, well, he's, you know, he's a little wrong. Oh, um, oh, oh. Yeah, a little wrong. But coming I mean, out here throwing daggers. Well, I mean, the, the Matt Hardy broken gimmick in AEW didn't last very long because it was COVID and then lockdowns and they had no audience. Okay. So, you know, you brought Matt Hardy in at the absolute wrong time. Well, you didn't have a choice to bring him in, but you brought him in when there were no fans. Same with Brody Lee. Yeah. Yeah, so that poor, that poor guy never got to perform in front of you know more than a thousand people or whatever they were doing, and then he dropped dead. Yeah, so you know, I mean, Wyatt definitely is WWE. That's the best place for him. I think that it's gonna do a huge initial pop, and he'll get lost again, and it'll be dead. The, and now, do we be want asking to for his release, gentlemen? Do we want to read off the before we get to the next event the Meltzer ratings for the Halloween Havoc in nineteen ninety five? Yeah, I mean, you might as well since you stole my gimmick. All right, I'll take it then since you don't have it ready. <laughs> no, what's right. well, you you start. We we came here before we hit record. You said you already had them. 
Oh, it doesn't mean you can't do it. All so, right, I'll tell you what. I'll do 95. You get 97 set up, and you can do it after that. It I'll, I'll go ahead and rattle this one off while we do it. Now, to start this event off, you have Johnny B. Bad defeating Diamond Dallas Page in 17 minutes for the WCW United States title. It got three stars. And if you're unfamiliar, Johnny B. Bad is also Mark Marrow. Johnny B. Bad also seemed to open every pay-per-view between 1993 and 1995 for this uh, this promotion. Uh, second matchup is Randy Savage defeating the Zodiac in a minute and 30 seconds for a dud. Zodiac would be Brutus the fucking Barber Beefcake. Uh, number, third match on the card is Kurosawa defeating Road Warrior Hawk in three minutes and 15 seconds for a one-star stinker. And then uh, fourth match on the card, you got Sabu defeating Mr. JL, who I believe is Jerry Lynn. We got an ECW match on this card, Yes. That's three minutes and 25 seconds they were given, and they were able to sneak out two and a half stars on that match. You give them more time, I bet you that's a higher-rated uh, match right there. Uh, fifth match, Lex Luger defeating Ming by disqualification in 13 minutes, negative one star. Sixth match, Ric Flair and Sting defeating uh, Arn Anderson and Brian Pillman by DQ in 17 minutes and nine seconds. That got three and three-quarter stars. Uh, Hulk Hogan against the Giant in a sumo monster truck match was not rated. Uh Randy Savage defeating Lex Luger by pinfall in five minutes and 23 seconds. Got a one quarter star. The match we just watched, uh, the giant against Hulk Hogan, 16 minutes, 57 seconds, WCW world heavyweight title, two stars. Okay. That's all. He was feeling generous. (laughs) Oh, the two stars generous. Oh yeah. 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 That was generous. What? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, the giant worked all right. He didn't write the him. he didn't write the the monster truck thing because he doesn't really rate the uh, you know like the pre tape stuff. Oh yeah, well I'm, I figured it's not true, true man. He didn't rate that. They don't rate the redneck uh, triathlons and such that we watched from the event last time. So let's go ahead with the next one. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to get there. Just damn what we're going to watch if you're listening while Dick Ford's getting his stuff together. Uh, <laughs> Joey Vegas should be slapping him across the face. For not being ready, but we're going to tell you to go to Halloween. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, because the problem is I get hit with an ad. You get you get hit with ads on PCAC when you try to fast forward too far. Not if you have the premium plus subscription. I'm not paying for that. I wish you could take it easy there. Now, what we're going to do is Halloween Havoc 1997. Yeah. And the match, I'm talking to our listeners, gentlemen, and the match that we will be watching is considered one of the best matches in uh, WCW history, Uh, if not the best. It's Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero. Uh, And again, that is Halloween Havoc 1997. If you're on the PCAC, it's season nine, episode one under WCW and Halloween Havoc. And I am at Madness. I am at 2843. 2843. Okay. For some reason, I I always thought this was the opener, but it was not. Uh, You'd think so. It seems like a match that would traditionally open a uh, a WCW pay-per-view. They they did like to open up uh, after Johnny B. Bad left the company. They did like to start opening up with cruiserweight matches, which I always thought was a very good idea. Yeah, well, they did. They just opened up with Yuji Nagata versus Ultimo dragon well true but i'm just stating that you are correct that this yeah. would look like an opener absolutely i'm at 2843 uh, okay i'm there so we're good all right vegas what what, what time again 2843 okay. just just to make sure on the peacock <laughs> yeah just to make sure um so we're gonna watch this 2843 three two one play okay. mm. Do a little audio check here. Audio audio test. You have to keep it on in the background too. You like mute it all. Mysterio with the purple Venom uh, tights before Venom was a thing. There he is. He looks like a superhero. He looks yeah. like a Power Ranger. A Power Ranger maybe, but the Purple Ranger. <laughs> Ranger Ray. It looks like a Ranger cat. Ray. Does it looks like a. a it looks like a, it's like a. The Cheshire Cat. No, not like a. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just sire. Look like at, I don't know. Look at these kids where we all wanted to be. Yeah, right. Those. I was always super jealous of the kids that were right on the rail. Yeah, like you bastards, little fucks. But like what I what I was gonna say here, uh, just to show you how how big the company kind of blew up. What did we say that the Halloween Havoc '95 got 120,000? 120, buys. yeah. This one, 405,000 buys. 405. 
we're sponsored by Slim Jim now. Wow. We're we're definitely at MGM Grand, I believe, at this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Eddie Guerrero come to the ring. This is two years later, and it's four times. Wow. Absolutely. That's uh, wow. this was the hottest. This is one of the hottest times in WCW right here. You know, there 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 are two pay per views out from what Starcade. NWO angle is as hot as as hot as it could be, and you know, even if you thought about what was going on in the WWF at this point, so still pre screw drop. Yeah, so, I mean, we're even a year into the NWO thing at this point. Over a year, yeah, well over a year. NWO began in uh, late May of '96. Was it May? Well, it's no. May if you Hulk, count when the oh out- yeah, well, I mean, I get the I mean, outside. To Hogan me, turned start- in July. Sure, sure. But yeah. if you to me, the NWO, the start is May 27th, 1996, when yeah. Scott Hall came in and said, hey, yo. I, did, I wonder if that kid still has that mask. Probably not. He's probably a spoiled little shit, and he got rid of it or lost it in a move. Wow. That's what I think of him. Wow. I mean, we're really just we're just going to kind of like make up stories about people. Yeah, I mean, he probably has it encased, you know, authenticated. Yeah, got autographed. Yeah, it's autographed. So these guys are here. It's WCW 1997. And a few years from this point, they will both wrestle each other in the WWF, and it'll be for the custody of Dominic. Oh, God. This was... Uh, and Dominic's like, now on TV. I don't know if... Uh, it appears as if Eddie Guerrero was already beginning to use the juice. Oh, geez. Point. Yeah. Uh, he uh, looks very different uh, physique-wise. Only three years prior to this, he was a very, very, very small individual. He's very... Very packed on with muscles and veinage. Ooh. Yeah, when he was in that tag team with uh, what's his face, Art, Art, Art whatever Bar. his name is, Art Bar. Yes. Yeah, it's a completely different. Yeah, it's like Rey Mysterio. Look at Rey Mysterio now, and then when Rey goes in, you know, 03, he's a mountain of a man. He just happens to be, you know, five four. You know, I, I really liked, what did you guys think? I thought one of the things the WCW did really well, the WWE never really did well, was was showcase these cruiserweights uh, very regularly. Um, what did you guys think about that, WCW having that kind of be their thing um, in the 90s and late 90s? I, I mean, I thought it was great. Because you had, you, had, you had the, you know, the, the heavyweights, you know, and you had these cruiserweights that just uh, put on heck, you know, heck of match, heck, heck can't speak heck of a match heck of I a got match you. I absolutely I mean, the work rate is like nothing is nothing else you're gonna see i plus plus i liked it because there were uh, obviously a lot of uh, lucha libre stars and japanese uh, stars in that division yes i i will agree with that and, yeah, vince vince talents. didn't do cruiserweights or as he called them light heavyweights the right way because vince was always into big steroid up monsters not even roided up man it didn't matter about the roids it just it was strictly size like he would blow his load over earthquake well he would blow his load over andre the giant look at the size of i said steroids because in the 80s everyone was on him but you can't but one of mcmahon's biggest things which he was so like you said he was infatuated with giants and one of the, the his biggest he seemed to really sell the size of these guys like he is this far as this size he's just obsessed with it yeah so I guess that played you know, into the larger than life thing, you know. Right, like, but who can I? Who am I to question him when he pretty much has run the most successful wrestling organization in the history of? He wanted, he wanted guys, and I believe Pritchard's probably said this on his podcast when it didn't suck. He wanted guys that would make you turn your head in an airport, like the regular, yeah. the regular folks go. Who the. F- Fuck is that? You know. Yes. So exactly. light, heavy. Takamichinoku is not going to make you turn your head in the airport and go, "Who the fuck is that guy?" So funny story. You say that because I want to tell you, you were just a different Japanese guy off on my story because who did turn my head when I was going to I want to say Cancun or Las Vegas once at O'Hare International Airport. I saw Funaki. Give yeah, it to knew him. I know, but I turned my head. And you, yeah. yeah, he'll turn your he'll turn your head when you know who that guy is. Yeah, but yeah. it's not Kane walking it, through O'Hare Airport, and you have no idea who Kane is. But he make, he makes you go, "What the?" Yeah, I, I saw Kane. That's gotta be Kane. I came out of the I came out but, of the bar. 
But like to me though, for Vince, like it, it, it doesn't make sense. What do you mean? Because what doesn't if you make sense? no no because if you don't know who they are, what does it matter? If I see a big giant, seven foot five, seven foot eight, whatever, eight foot tall giant, and I'm like, holy shit, that guy's huge. That doesn't do anything for me. Well, then yeah, you go, what, who are you? And he's like, I'm a professional wrestler, brother. What he's getting at, what he's getting at by saying that is that he wants that type of person that yeah. no matter what he does, he's turning heads. He's so big that he's turning heads at airports. It doesn't mean that it's actually going to do something for him. That's yeah, because like when he comes out on TV, you know, TV is going to make him look even bigger than he does in real life, you know? So then that's why McMahon couldn't do you know, light heavyweights. And even when they brought them and they called them cruiserweights when they, when they purchased WCW and they had a lot of guys that were really talented, you know, the Kidmans and, and the nobles and the hurricanes and the Mysterios. And well, I will give him some credit though, even though he was pretty much anti cruiserweight, light heavyweight, whatever you call it, he did something WCW never really did. He elevated Chris Jericho Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, all into the uh, world heavyweight title. Well, yeah, picture. but Eddie Guerrero's not a not a cruiserweight at that point. The guy's jacked well, up. Oh, sure. Steroids. Eddie Guerrero was as big as Brock Lesnar by that point. But yeah, uh, <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying. He's still, you know, he, he got Jeff no because everyone, got, every guy that you mentioned got jacked up on steroids. Mysterio, yeah. Benoit, Guerrero, they're all jacked on steroids by the time McMahon puts them as as, as heavyweight <laughs> champions. I guess you're right. Yeah. I guess, I guess they did have to write up to appease yeah. Mr. McMahon. And then, and then that's Jericho's that's the, the only out. guy who I, you know, I don't think did get roided up, but he, Jeff he's Hardy. a personality to where you can't not. Did anybody sue? I know people sued McMahon for steroids and stuff, but like if I was like Eddie Guerrero, like, you know, the widow of Vicky Guerrero, and everything, I would sue McMahon and say the no, only they, reason they he got gave him a job, up, he gave her a job. Well, well, yeah, I think I think Guerrero was was juicing as did we see here. I believe he well, was already yeah. juicing before he was under McMahon's uh, watch. Yeah, well, yeah, because, again, this is still I know it's 97, but don't let the year fool you. We're still doing steroids, especially in WCW. Because there really wasn't any kind of real testing. Oh, I'm sure they said, well, hey, McMahon's in hot water. Well, yeah, you could use all the roids you want. Let's take this guy out. Of course. <laughs> that was their whole ambition once Bischoff took over. But B Bischoff, you know, he he uh, he gets a lot of credit for the NWO stuff and, and all of that. But, I mean, he should also get a lot of credit for being at the right shows at the right time and seeing the right guys and, and having the the uh, vision to give these guys a spot. And the only reason why he does it is because Vince doesn't at the time. So, you know, Bischoff has told the story ad nauseum about how he made a list of all the things they do. And I made a list of all the things that we could do that would be different. And, you know, he happens to be, he happens to be at the, uh, what is the triple a show, and he sees Jericho or whatever the hell show he was at. And he saw Jericho wrestle and Benoit and, and you know, he just, it, it all worked out. It was all the, it was the perfect storm, but Bischoff should get the credit for creating um, a spot for these guys to get over and then eventually make it to WWF once WCW goes out of business. And, and now you got guys that are of all sizes that, that get to work in the business, uh, and it's a, and it has to do with Bischoff giving these guys a chance, and these guys getting over. You see, they have to get over. It's one thing to just get a chance, but then you also have to turn into a superstar. Because if you don't turn into a superstar, then they're going to be like, "Ah, oh, see, it's a big man business." But these guys were able to turn into superstars, become household names, and now you get the guys who you get in the business. And all of it has to do really with with Bischoff. Is where it starts. So without Eric Bischoff and without Vince McMahon getting busted for steroids in the early 90s, we would maybe still be looking at the land of the Giants for yeah. uh, the wrestling world. Huh? There'd be no Adam Cole, baby, you know, because who's going to want a guy who's uh, six feet tall and 180 pounds? It's just not going to happen. But mo most of the most of wrestlers, though, these these days aren't uh, super jacked unless you're Brian Cage. No, you know, but like, but I'm saying, but like you, but the the younger guys, the smaller guys, had to get over, because if they don't get over, then no other small guys are going to get shots. I think you need to be more uh, uh, conscious of your work rate nowadays, as opposed to your physique. 
I think you could let the physique kind of fizzle and just to stay good enough to look in shape. But I believe that the way it is now, no one's really going to be impressed by a physique or a size at this point uh, in this sport. I believe that that you do have to focus on that. No, because you got big guys everywhere. You got big guys who play baseball. You got big guys who play football. You got big guys, you know, you got UFC guys. I mean, there's there's more sports than just wrestling that have big looking dudes. So, yeah. You, it's not about their your body size, but some of that also has to do, you know, some of that's with the, the business evolving, but also it has to do with um, it, sports in general evolving. And, you know, there's a big guy in every corner. I got a big guy right now on my, on my Mac screen. Okay. Staring back at me with a, with a backwards hat on. Uh, is a, is a, there's, there's a guy with big muscles at every, at every fucking grocery store. So it's just, <laughs> It's the different time now than it was was back then, but yeah, most of the time these big, big guys were wrestlers. You know, I wouldn't be considered a big man. That's the thing. If I was in wrestling, yeah, I'm not a very big man. How tall are you? Uh, five foot nine, five ten. Yeah, well, you're so you have to put some lifts in those boots, but yeah, yeah. they bill you a six three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What yeah. are you? You can't be more than five ten. I'm six foot, like six six foot six one on a good day. Oh, you're pretty tall then. Yeah, I'm I'm tall. Yeah. I got lucky. I'm taller than both my parents. Yeah, both your parents are very short. Five seven, baby. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I am taller than you. But um, you know, yeah, I mean it's just it's it's the business obviously has evolved. But again, these guys, these little guys, these guys don't get over. These other guys don't have a chance. Like Mysterio, to his credit, like he paved the way. For guys like the Young Bucks and the Adam Coles and these guys that are, you know, short. I mean, the Young Bucks are probably considered tall for Rey Mysterio. But w- without Rey becoming who Rey becomes, these guys don't get opportunities. Come on. These guys are working indies. They're not working big shows if if, if it's not yeah. for these cruiserweights. Say the same for Brian Danielson. Uh, yeah, and a, a lot of other guys that yeah uh, smaller and got over. And I, you know, I always really I looked forward to Rey Mysterio matches in WCW. I was really excited to see him. I should actually probably rank him higher than I actually do in my overall rankings of of, of all time because man, I was must see for me. I, I felt like he kind of I don't know after he went to WWF and got all jacked and shit. He didn't have the same. High flyability that I, I used to love. But. No, and, it, and it, it doesn't help that you know Vince really didn't do a whole lot with him. You know, he gave him the have him won the have him won the world have him he have him, he had him win the world title because Eddie Guerrero dropped dead, yes. and he never really wanted Rey Mysterio to have the world title to begin with. So he Very didn't true. he didn't give him the ball and tell him to run with it. Um, you know, I mean, so let's, let's, his championship was a real. nod to Eddie Guerrero's life. That's all that was. Yeah. They so weren't, they let's weren't because they weren't going to put it on Chavo. No, it's a moment, baby. We're all about creating moments. And that's what that was. That was Wasn't just that a moment. Controversy. Wasn't that controversy a bit using Eddie Guerrero's death and they exploited a lot? Nah, I mean, like I'm sure some liberal cried about it, but <laughs> oh, they'll cry about anything. It's wrestling. Know? Come on. I mean, it, 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 it's. They don't care. No, but it, it, apart, it's man. wrestling. It's absolutely. Here's the thing. If he had dug up Eddie Guerrero, he probably would have said it was okay. Because he Most gets likely. it. He gets it. Just like he, just like Pillman gets it when they reference him and bring him up. And, you know, MJF brought him up in a promo and talked about, you know, when he was talking to Brian Pillman Jr. about how your daddy's dead or whatever. And he's looking down, talking to him because Pillman's in hell, you know, so. Hard. This is Mark's side of the ring where we dig up bodies and ask them questions. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Here. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so we don't, I think Ray falls off a lot of lists because of Vince McMahon and how he was treated in WWF. Um, you know, but to be fair, I mean, the guy's still around today. He's still great today. Even though they, you know, treat him like an asshole a lot. Yeah, they do, yeah. But, you know, I mean, he's one of the all-timers, man. He's, yeah. he, he is, what, five foot three? Yeah, I think he's like five six. Is he five, five six? Three. Yeah, he's not Muggsy Bogues height. No, true. Okay, he's probably five 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 six. I met him 
ironically, funny enough, I was Why are you at always one... meeting guys who have got face paint and masks on. I yeah. think you're getting swindled, bro. Listen, just, I, it was just some teenager in a mask. He did have his mask on. I believe he had his mask on. Maybe he didn't. Oh, that's it right there. There's the there's the pin. Mysterio gets the win. But I met Mysterio the same night that I got one of those T-shirts out of the gun. It landed right next to me on the ground. I picked it up. It was a Rey Mysterio T-shirt. I meet him that night. And I had him autograph it for me. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. I don't have it anymore. But oh, I gave it away like as a that, gift. That's nice of you, I guess. Yeah, I hope you're in good contact with the person you gave it to. No, we don't talk anymore. So, huh. um, but this is like, you know, this is 19 years ago. It's like 2003. It's been a while. Wow. But, uh, yeah, so Ray Mishiro gets the uh, win. He's the new Cruiserweight champion. And Mullet Guerrero is not happy. No, he's not. Oh, yeah, he lost the title. Would you be happy if you lost your no, title? No, no, oh. no. Yeah. So what do you guys think? Rewatching that match now for maybe the second, third, fourth, fifth time you've ever seen it? I don't know. Uh, I Does it does it live up to the to the hype? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it, it, it's fast-paced, near falls. It holds up today. Yeah, you can watch absolutely. it in today's eyes, 2020 eyes, 2022 <clears throat> eyes. Unlike the last match that we watched, we have to watch it like, oh, remember, it's 1995. <laughs> you know, like this. this holds up. It absolutely does, and uh, absolutely spectacular. That's and, the, uh, go ahead, Joey Vegas. Well, no, I was just saying with them opening with the cruiserweight matches that they do, it just sucks because like some of the best matches are your first couple matches. Even though that's they would tell you in the business uh, that you know the first match uh, is just as important as the main event, which it is. But uh, the cruiserweights definitely need. I would have Vince McMahon's a piece of shit for not doing anything with the cruiserweights. At least a piece of shit for a lot of other reasons. Well, that's true. True. We won't get into that now, though. (laughs) But apparently, this was a mask versus title match, too. Oh, yes. Yes. Which, which, you know, I believe, is this, I believe this is the match where Mysterio was going to lose, right? And they had to beg Bischoff to not. I think, I think this, that might be true, but either way, we know that it happened again. A couple, yeah, in a couple of yeah, years, because but. Bischoff had a had a had a hard on to to get the mask off of Mysterio. But oh, this yeah, might was, be the match where they had to beg, uh, you know, Conan and those guys had to beg uh, Bischoff to not beat Mysterio because I believe he was going to beat Mysterio tonight or that night, and uh, he would have been maskless. But uh, yeah, what is it? Ninety nine when he loses his mask eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was during that uh, time when the company really started to deteriorate. Filthy animals. So, right. Yeah. Uh, that's correct. In that that realm. Uh, late ninety nine. Yeah. Uh, you guys wanted you want to do the the Meltzer rating card? No, go ahead. I thought you wanted to do it. Mr. I don't I have stole it. your gimmick. I don't have huh. it. Uh, maybe there's a reason why I've stolen your gimmick. <laughs> yeah, no, because I I'm I don't want to look it up once right, once so, you. So I'll get I'll rattle this off quickly for you. Wait, guys. let me guess. Uh, when you get to the Guerrero, sure, Mysterio. Let me guess. Okay, let me make sure I can count. You can't count the. Okay, we're good. Okay, okay. I wanted to let you know too. Going yeah. just just at a glance, this card had some pretty high rated uh, star matches. So this is a pretty uh, pretty decent. Is this? A, are you saying that this is a show that? For the people that didn't watch along with us, they should go back and, and watch this program. I think I think given that it's October, it's Halloween, and you want to do something festive and you like wrestling, I think this would be a great event to go over and and, and watch from start to finish. I think you could see a lot of things uh, that you, you might have missed, and it's a it's a great card. It's the hottest time in the in the company. So, and we yes, just had Eddie Guerrero's birthday too. I think the other day. So, well, happy belated to could Mr. watch Guerrero's. it in honor of. Of Eddie Guerrero, who yeah, helped Rey Mysterio watch, you know become or world just champion. Watch it because it's a good event and you like the wrestling uh, sports entertainment. But anyways, will you stop calling it that? You don't like that? You hate no, it? I fucking hate that. Actually, <laughs> it's sports entertainment. You sound like such a Vince clone when you say well, when you talk like that. I'm just, I'm just speaking the language of. The, of I know, the but nobody actually talks like that. Well, I do. No one calls I'm it, sports, it entertainment. sports entertainment. If you walk up to somebody and you hold them a picture of Hulk Hogan and you go, what does he do? They're not going to go, oh, he sports entertains. They're, <laughs> he entertains say, by he, he he entertains by sport. He entertains by sport. He's going to say he wrestles. Oh, that's the wrestler guy. And they're going to be like, oh, no, that's the sports entertainer. Like, 
<laughs> well, that's what Vince McMahon wants you to know. I mean, I've yes. seen some videos of him playing an air guitar and shit, and it looks like he's a sports entertainer to me. But whatever. I'll drop the sports entertainment gimmick. I'll Thank get you. off the word and uh, you can suck my ass. And anyways, now we're going to go ahead and I'm going to I'm going to rattle this card off uh, for you, idiot. OK, match number one, Eugene Nagata defeating Ultimo Dragon by submission in nine minutes and 42 seconds. That match got three and three quarter stars. Next up, uh, I actually don't even know who this guy is that Chris Jericho went against. Chris Jericho against Ghetto. G E D O. He's the Ghetto, book, he's the Ghetto. he's the booker of New Japan. Ghetto. Oh, okay. Yeah, yep. I learned something here today. Yep. That's very nice. Uh, by submission in seven minutes and eighteen seconds in a three-star match. Then you've got the third match up as we just watched was Rey Mysterio Jr. defeating Eddie Guerrero by pinfall in thirteen minutes and fifty-one seconds for the WCWE Cruiserweight Champion Mask versus Title. How many stars do you think it got? You wanted to guess? Yes, it got four and three quarter. That's exactly what it got. Yes. I'm pretty sure you cheated. <laughs> no, he, I did not. He set, he set that whole thing up. Yeah, he, he looked, looked, yeah, look looked for the show. I did not. No, no, no. The I did not. Has but, I knew, but I knew it was not five stars because if it was five stars, it would have been referred to as a five-star match. So I knew it wasn't five stars, but I knew it was close. Do so you I think just it used, deserved five? Do you think it deserved five stars? Yes, I do. I think, I think Meltzer needs I to do. watch that one again. I think he needs to revise that one for sure. Yes. And I'm glad you set that up for yourself. Okay. No, I did not <laughs> do that. I just used, I used my intuition and my smarts to know that that was close, but I knew it wasn't five. You have no shame, no integrity, sir. I don't believe you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> moving along, moving along. The fourth match on the card is Alex Wright uh, defeating Steve Mongo McMichael. Oh, yes. In fall. It's six Big minutes and 31 right. seconds. Anyone to guess the star rating on that one? Uh, one and a half. Oh, one and a half might be generous. I'll say hey, anything Steve Mongoman Michael does is I'll at least say a star. Uh, I'll say three quarters of one star. You're both wrong. It's a negative star and a half. Oh, oh I was that's, close to that. that's bullshit. <laughs> Meltzer, you get your head out of your ass. Oh, let's say Hall of Famer Steve that's Mongo. That's the Bears McMichael. fan well, coming out in him right now. <laughs> well, I mean, he's not. I mean, he's not in the Hall of Fame Mongo. He should be. He's also dying of ALS. So hopefully, uh, yes. He can, God bless uh, Steve McMichael and prayers to him in all sincerity. Yes. Uh, uh, fifth match on the card is an intergender match. Jacqueline defeating the Disco Inferno by pinfall in nine minutes and 39 seconds. That's a negative star match. It's not, believe it or not. Half a star? A quarter star. Oh. And you got the sixth matchup, Kurt Hennig. Now, that was, that was Disco coming back, right? Because he originally got fired because he wouldn't wrestle her. I think that might be the the case. I yeah. don't know. That was probably a make good. You're putting her over now, you big nosed fuck. Oh, absolutely, Mr. I like Glenn disco. Gilberti. Uh, six matchup is Kurt Hennig defeating Ric Flair by disqualification in 13 minutes and 57 seconds. United States title on the line. Shocking rating for that. Star and three quarters. You think mm. with Flair and Hennig, you'd get something better than yeah, that. at least three. I think. I you'd think so. Okay, seventh match would be Lex Luger defeating Scott Hall by submission with a referee, Larry Sabisco, 13 minutes and two seconds for a three and, uh, excuse me, a three-quarter star match. I was going to say a three. There's no way it was over three stars. No, my apologies. There's no Lex Luger matches, I believe, getting that high of stars. Uh, eighth matchup is Randy Savage defeating Diamond Dallas Page by pinfall in 18 minutes and seven seconds in a... Las Vegas death match. You know what that is, Joey Vegas? You should know everything Las Vegas. Uh, yeah, I believe it's where they uh, throw big giant dice at your balls. Ooh, that sounds kind of crappy. Sounds like a death match to me. Mm -hmm. No one caught the joke. Okay, I, I got you. I got you, crappy. But Dick Ford, uh, you know, didn't let you. Didn't let it breathe. No, he had to talk too fast and didn't. Oh, hear my I'm dad sorry, I didn't I, even. Uh, yeah, I heard the. It's it's got to be crappy. Yeah, I, oh, gotcha. I get but... it. I get it. Craps. I get it. Vote no on Prop Twenty Six in California. Go fuck yourself. Okay. <laughs> uh, that got three and a quarter stars. That's not bad. Uh, and then you got Roddy Piper defeating Hollywood Hogan by technical knockout. 13 minutes and 37 seconds inside of a salad steel cage. And that got what they call a dud. Yeah. Yep. Hogan just, just could not put Piper over to save his life. 
And uh, that'll do it for what our Halloween Havoc episode. Yeah. I do have a list if you'd like it, but I don't know if I like to read this list off. Just do next. Uh, just do the show in two weeks. What's what's coming up in two weeks? Yeah, let's talk about what's coming up because this 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 top ten match, uh, this top ten list has the NXT stuff involved in it. So I yeah. don't know if I can really take that. As no, we're but skipping I, that crap. But I will. I'll skip the whole list. But I will tell you that the top two matches do involve Rey Mysterio Jr. It was the one we just watched, and number two was uh, him against Dean Malenko the prior year in '96. So awesome, Rey Mysterio, you know, like they have Mr. WrestleMania. I guess Rey Mysterio is Mr. Halloween Havoc. Mr. Havoc, he's got, baby. He's got. Go. He wears a mask. He wears a costume. He's got the two of the, the top two matches from the pay per view. Rey Mysterio Jr. is Mr. Halloween Havoc. He should have a fucking pumpkin themed mask that he wears, and that's what he should be. But whatever. But we got some stuff coming up for you guys now. Now we we do have to cover a lot of things. I know Dick Ford is very adamant we cover Antonio Inoki in depth on a long episode. Is that correct, sir? Yeah, I'm thinking like uh, two and a half, three hours. Yeah, whatever you want to do. So we'll, what we got coming up, we just did our Halloween Havoc, obviously, as you just listened to today. Next week, keeping up with the Halloween theme, we have wrestling gimmicks. We're going to go ahead and figure out a way to bring that over to you. And then following that, we're getting into November, so we're going to hit Survivor Series and World War Three in no particular order. We do have an open date, December 8th, well, which well, is I, May. I said just do the next show. I'm just going down the rest of the year, bro. I'm just letting them uh, know what's coming here. We, he, we do have an open day. Yeah, because we got our ballot. We need to do our Hall of Fame show. We can do our, we have our Markside Hall of Shame. That's, and we have yeah. the Meltzer, the Meltzer Hall of Fame. The ballot. We got to go over the ballot and make our picks for this year so you guys can look like a couple of ass clowns. So we can explain to you that the Ultimate Warrior is indeed a Hall of Fame. Yeah. Warrior. Yeah. Especially if you're going to go ahead and simultaneously throw in Goldberg, the same character. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then eventually in there we'll get to Antonio Inoki and then it'll be Royal Rumble time before you know it. On Instagram, Mark Side of the Ring. That's right. Mark Side of the Ring on Twitter. It's Mark Side of Ring. And uh, you'll see our Linktree link where you can subscribe to us on YouTube. That's right. We are now on YouTube. Uh, I don't have anything else. Madness, if you don't have anything else. I don't have much. Are you, right. guys, are you guys dressing up for Halloween? No. No. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Vegas, I know you don't have anything else because I don't want you to talk anymore. Yeah. Cause God forbid we, you know, so for Vegas, for madness, I'm Ford. Follow us on our socials. We'll see you guys in a couple of weeks for a gimmicks episode. We don't know what we're watching, but we're going to talk about gimmicks. Maybe we'll watch the gimmick battle Royal or something. Yeah. Gimmick battle Royal. Maybe we'll watch that. Maybe we'll. Doink's the greatest gimmick of all time. But uh, all right. For that, for these guys, I'm Ford. The Yankees are going to the World Series, and we'll talk to you guys in a couple of weeks right here on Mark's Side of the Ring, the pro wrestling podcast, not sports entertainment podcast, the pro wrestling podcast where three marks talk about the business like it's real. We'll see you next time. And so, goodbye. <laughs> and good night, bang!